In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. This is the fourth and final Sunday of Kayak, as we spoke last week. All of the Kayak Sunday readings are have to do with the story of Nativity that is illustrated in the first chapter of the Gospel of St. Luke. The first two Sundays were about the Annunciations of Archangel Gabriel to uh, Elizabeth and Mary about the birth of St. John and our Lord Jesus Christ. The third Sunday, uh, which was last week, was about... Uh, the meeting of St. John and our Lord while still in the wombs of St. Mary and St. Elizabeth. And the final Sunday reading, which is today's reading, has to do with the birth of the final and greatest Old Testament prophet, who is St. John the Baptist or St. John the Forerunner. Um, in a couple days, we're going to celebrate the 29th of Kayak, which uh, we'll read from the Gospel of St. Matthew about the birth of our Savior and the end of our fasting as we celebrate the blessed joy of nativity. When God, the creator of the universe, was born among us, because of this, in a very tangible and intimate way, became present with us. And he became present with us to renew our human nature in his image before the fall of Adam and Eve. Uh, we had a baptism today where we had a new member of our church join us. Um, and that baby became uh, restored in, the fr in that first image that God created us before the fall of Adam and Eve. And he also came to our senses, right? He came in the flesh to our senses to teach us and to witness uh, the uh, spiritually uplifting miracles that we saw and to hear his life-giving preaching. And also, finally, to sacrifice himself on the cross and resurrect from the dead as a human. And, and on behalf of all humanity, we are raised with him, raised with him. Humanity was able, unable to come to him, so he came to us. He also is doing this every day. He's knocking on our, the door of our hearts to come to us and that we can open up our hearts to the creator of the universe. The nativity was the day that all humanity was hoping for, groaning for, wishing for. Now humanity looks back at this event with all strength and assurance as we eagerly wait for the things that are still to come. This is the good news of Christianity, that we are now with God and God is with us. He is the source of all joy and the source of a truly blessed life. He's the only source. And this was the news that St. John was a powerful witness for. He was the voice of one crying in the wilderness, as prophesied about in Isaiah. This was the long-awaited event that finally came, and St. John the Baptist was the preacher of this event. We only celebrate the birth of a handful of people in the Bible. We, we mostly celebrate like when a saint passes away, or when a saint is martyred, that's the day we celebrate because we know that's the day he goes to heaven, his true home. Uh, there are exceptions, though, with St. Mary, St. John the Baptist, and of course our Lord Jesus Christ. So St. John's birth has great significance for us, so much so that the scripture outlines in great detail the events of his birth um, and the great glory that uh, St. John the Baptist uh, received and emphasizing the great task and great mission that St. John the Baptist had about proclaiming the arrival of God in the human flesh, very present with us. St. John was prophesied in the Old Testament, of course, as we spoke about a couple weeks ago. Uh, Behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way before you in Malachi. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before whom, before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he will return the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of their children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. And in Isaiah chapter 40, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. St. John the Baptist was announced by the great archangel as well. The archangel named him John, which of course means God is gracious or the grace of God. 
His name uh, is, off, is very applicable to his service, as we know that he is proclaiming that the time of grace was near, and that's the time of grace that we are currently living in today. He was filled with the Holy Spirit from the womb, something that was unheard of before. No one ever received uh, that before him. No prophet has ever been filled with the Holy Spirit from the womb. So scripture notes that he was honored by prophets, by the archangel, and later by Christ himself, that when he said that he was the greatest prophet among those born of women. And finally today we read about his father. When, when he wrote St. John's name on a piece of paper, he was able to speak again, and he received his speech and began a prophecy about St. John and to glorify God. So in today's reading we hear the hymn of St. Zacharias, the father of St. John, the Baptist speaking of the great role, saying, A new child will be called the prophet of the highest, to give knowledge of salvation to his people through the tender mercy of our God, which the, with which the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of die, death. Christ is likened here to the day spring, or in other words, the, um, the sunrise. Uh, when the sunrise comes, it gives light to an area that was formerly full of darkness. Similarly, in the first chapter of the Gospel of St. John, it says, um, in, an, in not Gospel of Luke, but the Gospel of St. John, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. That was the true light which gives light to every man that comes into the world. He was sent by God, and when St. John began to preach, he astounded all of Judea. His mode of life and his conduct and his bold preaching astounded everyone. So much so that even some even thought that he himself was the Christ. And they asked uh, that certain people be delivered to St. John, asking him, are you the Christ? And he, of course, said, no, I'm not. Um, there's one coming after me that I'm not worthy of. He is the Christ. So they thought that he was the light. He was shining so brightly with Christ's light that they thought he himself was the light. In Psalm 132, it says, He will prepare a lamp for my anointed. Another prophecy about St. John the Baptist. So he was like a lamp um, for the anointed, for the Messiah. And Jesus Christ himself said, He was a burning and shining lamp, and you were willing for a time to rejoice in his light. As he says to all of us who are baptized in the church that we should have our light shine to give light to the world. The Baptist's reflection of the light was so bright that they actually thought that he was the light himself. So much so that St. John the Evangelist in his gospel had to say he was not that light but was sent to bear witness of the light. He was, St. John was such a powerful figure that St. John the Evangelist had to clarify that he is not the Christ even though a lot, some people thought he was. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of the light. Everyone saw Christ in him, and this is how we should be as well. They should double-take when they see us. They should say, wow, you know, I see Christ in this person. Through our conduct, through our words, through our general demeanor, through the way we live our life, this is how they should see us. They should see Christ in everything we, we do. St. Cyril of Alexandria says that the word of God is alien, so to speak, and of a different nature than creation, since he himself is really, truly, and strictly speaking, the light. Creation, by contrast, participates in the light. Just like, for example, when we see uh, a full moon on a clear night, it can be so bright sometimes that the full moon can cast a shadow, right? 
And if you look at it with a telescope, it can actually hurt your eyes. That's how much the moon is reflecting the sunlight. But the moon by itself has no light in itself, right? If you take away the sun, it'll just be a rock floating in space. Um, similarly, we look at some of the photos taken from the moon towards, uh, towards Earth, and we see a beautiful Earth, right, that's blue, and it looks like a blue marble that's floating in space, right? But if you take away the sun and um, the, the moon and the Earth, they go dark. On the way here this morning, because we had the baptism, um, I was driving before sunrise, and you look out into the ocean, and that big Pacific Ocean, right? It is, and you look out into its abyss, you've never seen such a darkness on Earth. I'm sure some of you have seen that before. When you look out into the ocean at night, it is pure darkness. And you see that that's how it looks. But when the sun comes up, there's nothing more beautiful than looking at the, the, the blue Pacific Ocean, right? But at night, it's full of darkness, right? It gets its, the, the Pacific Ocean gets its glory from the sun, right? Without the sun, it's just dark. And without the sun, um, the earth and the, the moon is just uh, rocks floating in space. But with the sun, uh, you know, there's been poetry written about the earth and about the beautiful things uh, on earth and about the moon and so on. And we look at it and we give glory to God, of course. So even though the saints are light and the Baptist is like a lamp, we should understand that their light that they abundantly receive from Christ Himself through, the, through His tender mercy and, and love and grace, right? So they receive that. Um, in the icons, if you look at icons uh, like some of these uh, behind us, we show that the halo around each of the saints is emanating from inside the saint. It's not something that floats on top of them, but their, the Christ's glory which rests inside of the saints emanates from inside the saint and you see that the they all the angels and the saints they all have this halo that is the glory that's coming out of them the glory that's of Christ of course that's inside of them um, in Psalm 34 5 they look to him and were radiant they look to him and were radiant when we look to him we are radiant just like Moses when he came down from the mountain when he saw God he came back radiant so that the people couldn't even look at Saint Moses right Saint the prophet Moses was so bright after speaking with God and full of God's grace and glory that they couldn't even see him. But of course that light was not coming from Moses, it was coming from God who was inside of Moses. So the true light is in a class by itself, right? It does not receive light from anyone else. Christ does not receive light from anyone else. He is the source of light. And the saints, we receive it um, from its origin who is Christ himself. In the creed we say that Christ is... Light from, true light from true light. He is light from light. Creation, however, receives that light, especially those who live by God in their conduct and in their, um, and in their faith and in their words um, and in their deep uh, spirituality. Even though it's foreign to human nature, we get the opportunity to participate in that light that comes from God. That is the true light which gives light to every man who comes into the world. Can you imagine life without light? Can we imagine life without uh, the sunrise every morning? Uh, it wouldn't be possible to survive, right? Uh, can someone be so absurd as to say we do not need the light? Just as the physical light is necessary for our survival on earth, our spiritual light, Christ's light, is even more important for us. It's more important for our eternal survival because it gives us that eternal salvation. But today the system of the world unfortunately denies the fact that we need that light. 
and even uh, denying the light exists in the first place. When, um, when, what then is that light from God that we receive? In the Gospel of St. John it says that in Him was life, in Christ was life, and the life was the light of men. So the light then is life. That life that we have, that light that we have, we receive from God, and He is the source of that life, and He is the very life itself. He is the light, and we are the illumined. And He is, um, he is the life, and we are the living. We receive our life and our, our, our light that we have inside of us from God Himself. So then we should value that light, which is, of course, our life. Because we should value it because it's a gift that's given to us. Because in the Nativity, as St. Zechariah says, the sun rises here. The sun, the, the, um, the day spring from on high has come. We need to leave the night behind and now live and walk in that light that is shining upon us. In John 12, he says, A little while longer and the light is with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light, that you may be sons of light. Christ often reminds us that He is the light of the world and our relationship with that light. And that light, of course, is life, as we said. And then that we are the light of the world, and we're supposed to give that light, we're supposed to give that life, that eternal life, to the rest of the world, and have it shine in our actions and in our words uh, and in our conduct towards everyone on the outside, as well as those on the inside, as well as with our own families. We're responsible for how we conduct ourselves in front of our children and in front of our wives and husbands and even our extended families. That, we, that is our first line of where we have our light shine in our families. And, and then we talk about letting that light shine to um, other people outside the church. Through our actions, our words, and our conduct, now even more than ever the world needs that light and the works of Christ um, that shines in Christians we, we kind of need that, right? And Christians have to sometimes step up and, and show that light to others, that they may see that example. And if we have walked in the darkness in the past, now is the time to step into that light because the sunrise has now come. That we, might, we must work in the light because the night is coming when no one works, as John chapter 9 says. The night is coming. And we should remind ourselves of that, right? There shall be a time when that life on earth will end. And we won't have an opportunity to work when that, when that night comes. So, so long as we are alive, it is day and it's time to work. That time is coming when we will no longer be alive in our, in our flesh and no longer have that opportunity. We shouldn't therefore let the night take us without um, us having worked and take us by surprise. Because I guarantee when we all come to that hour, when... When it's finally our end, we'll look back and say, I wish I had more time. I wish I had five more minutes to repent. I wish I had one more minute to repent. Let, don't let that time come when it's a surprise. It's now time for our faith to work through love, as the Bible commands. And just like we celebrated uh, the New Year just a few days ago, and now it's 2020, um, we remember that all things of the world have an end and that we do have a new life in Christ. Um, many of you probably remember just you know what it was in the year 2000, just 20 years ago, and how quickly now we're talking about the year 2020. It's insane how quickly time flies, right? But 
that's how life generally flies by as well. We're going to look back and, and let's not have any regrets. Worse than the, failure, the feeling of failure is the feeling of regret when you look back. In Philippians chapter 3, he says, St. Paul says, One thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Christ is eager to put the past behind us and to start new. He's eager for us to not look behind us anymore, but to always look forward and the great things that are awaiting us. Just like uh, St. Zacharias today, um, in today's reading, he says, the daylight is now upon us. The day spring is now upon us. So let's forget the night which is now behind us. He is now that shining. <coughs> He's now shining with the message of, of salvation to us. We, His people, His beloved people, whom He loves so much that He died on the cross for us and is able and willing and is forgiving all of our sins. And we look forward to that new life, that bright new life where all things are new, that upward call of God, as St. Zechariah says, to serve Him without fear and holiness and righteousness before Him all the days of our life so that we should become lights like the star of the nativity proclaiming the arrival of the Son of God to our own selves first, to our families, to our church, but also to those on the outside. We should have that light and uh, like that star and having the Word of God dwelling richly in us, always reading the Bible and spiritual beneficial writings, but not from Facebook, okay? Real books. You cannot get theology from Facebook, okay? Don't rely on those little snippets of things that you're reading on Facebook. Put that aside, grab a book, grab the scriptures, and actually read from there. And, and go into its depth and let it affect your life. We shine by turning others as well to the right path. So always keep that in your minds. And when we lead others to the right path, we shine like the stars. So when our faith is built on strong foundations so that it reflects our act in our actions as a powerful witness like St. John's, uh, St. John the Baptist witness, uh, to others we will shine. Like in Daniel 12 it says, those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. God grant us the grace to be like the candles we have in the church that sacrifices itself so that it can give light to those around it. Like, just like St. John who sacrificed himself so that God can shine the true light, the day spring of our lives, and may he shine in all of our lives to whom be glory forever and now and forever. Amen.